0: You're on Saturday Magazine with me, Nevina. I'm joined by my co-host, Maka, in the studio now. We have a wonderful guest, CEO of Thorn Harbour Health, Simon Roots. Simon, welcome to Saturday Magazine.
1: Thanks, Nev. Thanks, Maka.
2: Um, Nev's on my board. I mean, Yes, <laughs> I know. know. She's my boss. I know. I know. Um, look, it's monkeypox. If I can say, I don't think people are are as aware of, you know, there was a lot of talk, a lot of discussion, a lot of action, you know, Thorn Harbour, you know, led a lot of that in getting, you know, better vaccine availability and awareness. Am I right in saying it's dropped off the radar a bit? Um,
1: I, I think we're not as
2: concerned as we were
1: yeah. about monkeypox. Um, you know, we we don't have... We're not seeing the news coming out of the States and the UK and Brazil and places like we were previously... Um, so a lot of the fear is gone. We don't currently have any active cases in Victoria. And, and since the outbreak was contained, uh, we haven't had any local transmission in Victoria or anywhere in Australia. Um, New Zealand did, but, but we haven't. It, it, it's incredible. Yeah.
2: Wow. wow. And
0: Um, kudos has to be made. Kudos to Thorn Harbour Health because there were webinars, there was community outreach, there was government engagement, there was public health announcements, there was social media, there was media. There
2: was lobbying. There was
0: a lot of lobbying being done in the background. But without that, Simon, without that, without the volunteers putting in Mm. hours on the phone, without yourself and your leadership, without your team, it could potentially have been a very Mm. different outcome that needs to be acknowledged
1: thank you it was and i love it when board members (laughs) Uh, i'm not being paid for this (laughs) um it it was a huge amount of work you know i remember when we first saw that first article back in may we sort of laughed about it monkey box what's that coming and then within three weeks it was pretty much all we were doing for the next six months um and thank you to Joy as well. I mean, there was no vaccine coming into Victoria until you had Dean Smith and Josh Burns on and me in this room. And oh, I, I know it was and I it cracked was, the shits and had a go at them. Oh. And suddenly we have vaccine the following week. So a-
2: And all of a sudden, yeah, it was it was very fortuitous, you know. If I'd tried to keep you out of the studio, it would have been a would have, <laughs> would have been a bit of a, a wrestling match. Um, so what's the current and thanks for that, Simon. It was was great to be able to play a role in that, but what's the current state of play we don't have any infections currently. So we
1: don't have any infections, but we we need people to get their second shot. So mm-hmm. in the early days, it was it was difficult. We didn't have much vaccine. It was hard to get in. Um, it was only us. It was only Thorn Harbour and your community health and Star Health doing the work. Um, now you can get the... We've got so much vaccine in Victoria. We've got more than we need. We're um, awash with it's, it. It's everywhere. There's even two places in this building now that you can get vaccinated. We have two different organisations doing it. Um <laughs> But we still have 5,000 people who got their first shot and haven't followed up with their second shot. Mine is next Saturday. It is? Excellent. Um, So we need to encourage people to get the second shot, even in places like the US and Brazil and the UK, Spain, Mm. Argentina, where we saw huge numbers. It's died down, but it hasn't gone away. So there's still small numbers tracking along, and and it's probably going to be a bit like Shigella, where unless we can wipe it out entirely, it will pop up every so often and we will get much larger numbers and then it will die away again. Um, so we need people to get that second shot, get, get vaccinated against it. We're in a very good position compared to those other countries because yes. we don't have that underlying few cases just chugging along. But we're also going into World Pride. We're about yes. to have a lot of people coming from overseas. Uh, uh, yes, if, if you're planning to travel, get your vaccination before yes. you go abroad. And if you're planning to go to World Pride and have fun, get your vaccination yeah. before you go to World Pride. Um Australia didn't have a lot of syphilis before the Gay Games. And we had this huge international event and everyone came and had a great time and then they left us a little surprised when they all took off and we've had a syphilis (laughs) epidemic ever since. Um, So the one thing we don't want is to have much larger cases of monkeypox, and it is something that through vaccination we can manage.
2: I just want you to watch Paul's face when I say this. Get a prick before you go looking for one.
0: (laughs) For anyone who can't see this, Paul is nodding his head. (laughs) Shaking gotta, his head,
2: I gotta say, Mecca. There are more eloquent ways you could say that, and I know you, you're trying to get the the headlines. Safe headline. six messages. We want the- we want people to do the right thing and yeah. get vaccinated, Simon. We don't need to the use safe that Safe messages language. from the past. One was, "Come on, me, not in me."
1: Uh, our national campaign with ACON through Emanate is Prick pause Play.
2: Yes, yes. exactly.
0: Uh, Simon, so we've had an uptake of people who initially had their first uh, dose of their mon- monkeypox vaccination. Why is it so important that people get their second or if yeah. they haven't had their first, coming into summer, coming into World Pride, coming into fun? Why do we need to get vaccinated for monkeypox?
1: Well, getting getting people fully vaccinated is the only way we're going to ensure that Australia doesn't get an, an underlying um, case number of people with monkeypox and, and that we can ensure that this country never has the issues that they're seeing overseas. Um, there's been 110 countries now that have been part of this epidemic. Um, 107 of those had no monkeypox prior to that. Mm. Um, and there's still probably 20 where they, they've now just got it. It's just going to be going through their communities.
2: What, what are the... I don't want to call them the top five, but where are the hotspots around the world? The
1: the US was the biggest. They had had the biggest epidemic in Canada and Mexico also played into that. South America still has a lot going on, so Brazil, Peru, Colombia, um, and and then it was Europe. It was the UK, um, Belgium, France, Spain. Spain had big numbers. Argentina still has um, monkeypox
2: going through the country. Um, It's, you know, to think, you know... You know, Thorn Harbour has, you know, been around, you know, prior to that Victorian AIDS Council, Gay Men's Health Centre, but it's been around for decades and decades. And the public health response that uh, an education, you know, that, you know, this that organisation has done has been remarkable. With HIV-AIDS, and again, this has also come off the radar a little bit, what role, you know, is, is Thorn Harbour for our listeners who perhaps don't understand... What is the role of Thorn Harbour around HIV
1: now? Uh, we're, we're still predominantly an HIV yep. organisation. Yep. Most of our money in Victoria and almost all of our money in South Australia is still Country. HIV related. Yep. Um, drama Down Under, What Works, we run a large number of education campaigns. We run a drop-in centre for people living with HIV. We run one of the three big GP clinics. Yep. Um, PrEP, of course, uh, we funded part of the PrEP trial that mm. PrEP rolled out in Victoria. Um, we do a lot of policy work as well. So um, legislatively, we've done a lot of work around PrEP and PEP. Um, in the recent sexual assault legislation, uh, we did a lot of work to get HIV uh, taken out of that. There, there was a possibility that if you didn't tell someone you were positive and you had sex with them, they could later get you charged. Um, or if you didn't tell them you were trans and yes. you had sex with them, they could later get you charged for being dishonest and... Um, raping them was the was what was in the legislation. So we've got a lot of that removed. So we still have a big policy role to play.
0: And tomorrow uh, many people will be heading down to Midsummer Carnival, Simon. And Fawn Harbour always, always has a, a great presence there. So Joy will also be there. What would you like people to come and talk to you about?
1: We're happy to talk about anything in the community we want. We're a health organisation. We want to talk about mental health, HIV, sexual health, monkeypox particularly. Um, we will have the pronto testing van there, so if anybody wants to get a rapid test, they can come down and do that tomorrow. Similarly, at Chill Out, will be there as well. Um, the fans are back this year as a giveaway. We've got a bisexual yes. fan this year. Oh,
0: hello.
1: Um, and the progressive <laughs> fan with the intersex flag on it is there as well. So a bit of a collection at home. You do? Right? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're building up. Um, Perhaps yes. the only fans I have. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and no. but particularly we'll be talking about monkeypox a lot, I think, and um, we, we've heard that a lot of people don't want to get their second shot because of the intraderm, or they were left with a very small mark on their well, arm. Mine, a- mine actually fell off. Did it? I've, I've still got a pink dot there. Yeah, no,
2: but you know, you know, how it had that little raised, that yep. actually just fell off. <laughs>
0: I'm sure that well, was a Well, that's a glowing endorsement.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, know, so I'm, I'm ready for my next one.
1: Yeah. But we've spoken to the health department about that and we've said this is why we think people aren't coming in and they've said, well, if people want to get the subcut, which is the full injection in yeah. the back of the arm instead of the intradermal so there's no scar left, um, talk to your doctor about that. Yeah. And the, the health department is supporting people getting their second shot through that avenue.
0: Simon, how are we reaching – so we, we, through Joy and through other avenues, we're able to speak to uh, gay and bisexual men, but how are we reaching men who have sex with men or yeah. men who might not identify as being gay or part of our communities and spreading the message about vaccination and why it's so important in the monkeypox era?
1: Yeah, it's getting harder as, as time goes on. Um, we, we do a lot through apps. We're, we're on Grindr, we're on Scruff. Um, we're, we're in Squirt, we're on the different apps and we're talking about it that way. We used to do a lot on Craigslist back before they banned all sexual stuff off Craigslist and that was a great way to talk to straight men who are having sex with men. Um, we also do a lot of work with Vixen as well, the sex worker organisation, and um, through their members and, and the sex workers that they work with and, and we again also encourage all sex workers to come in and get vaccinated as well. Um, and, and, and then just through uh, social networks as well, we push our message out there a lot.
2: I want to acknowledge there was some other work that uh, Thorn Harbour did, and that was around AML. AML, yes, and or poppers as they call poppers. The Therapeutic Goods Administration initially uh, took a pretty wanted to take a pretty hard line on this, and you know Thorn Harbour led the effort to actually you know inform TGA and other and other folk uh, about this. Who else helped you with that? There was, I think there was a.
1: There was a, there was an, we had a committee, there was a network yep. of groups, um, the Eros Foundation and Rachel Payne, yep. who's with the Legalised right. Cannabis Party, played a key role in that because it was her members mm. who were the people selling um, amyl. Uh, sex shops can still get a $10,000 fine if they're caught selling ammo right now. And um, even though they were going to try and ban it completely and we stopped that, but the regulation they put in place is not usable. Um, What they require now is that it's pharmaceutical-grade amyl and that somebody actually goes through the process that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars to get it onto the market.
2: So you can't actually get pharmaceutical-grade? No, you can't.
1: It's not available. So this year we are going to start again, trying to push the TGA. They got a bit distracted by COVID for a couple of years and it was very hard to talk to them, but we're going to start a fight on amyl again. And amyl is harmless, really. Uh, There's there's people out there talking about the dangers of amyl, but if you, you write drug harms, amyl is almost at the end where they drop it off the harm charts now. Particularly David Nutt's work in the UK where he yep. writes drug harms. He doesn't even look at AML anymore. He yeah. said it's so harmless it's not worth talking about. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we really need to change that policy environment. And
2: again it's about people understanding what it is, what it does, how it's used. And there's always has to be a, a, a you know, a good health message with that. Yeah. But at the end of the day I think there's a lot of misinformation, particularly amongst legislators and perhaps the regulators, as to what it is.
1: Yeah. And, and why
0: it's used as well? Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm. And, and and because of the way it works and the way it relaxes you. It actually is part of the HIV response as yeah. well because it, it stops you tensing up and tearing of tissue and blood being um, part of sex. Uh, but yes, we do we do need to start that policy fight again and you know get get those regulations changed. Now,
2: good. We like a policy fight. Yeah, we'll back that one. Simon, thank you. Um, we're going to have uh, Thorn Harbour as a uh, regular guest. Moving forward in the next over the next few months, and uh, I look forward to that. Uh, it's an organisation that you know is hugely important to health of all our community, yep. and yep. that advocacy is you know a strong got a good board too there's a few <laughs> the <laughs> and, the the show, yeah. and the yeah. activism
0: yeah. and the
1: activism so thank you thanks That's for right. and if i can just say victoria pride coming up in smith street yes. um, we will be doing monkeypox vaccination on the day with oh, your community on the street so if right. you don't get a chance before then yeah. come up and see us on the day
2: thank you you are on saturday magazine joy 94.9 Macka and nevena stay with us when we come back we're going to talk about i love this the poly crisis global flashpoints stay with us a unique mix of
1: world news and queer culture, Saturday Magazine, every Saturday, 10 till 12, on Joy
2: 94.9. Joy Breakfast with the Murphys. Hippos actually mark their territory. By-
0: this podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024.